This is the season. Turn to somebody and tell them this is the season. Tell them this is the season. This is this is the season. So I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. May the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened so that we would know, so that we would know what is the hope of your calling. Help us to know the riches of the glory of your inheritance that is in every one of us. There's an inheritance in every one of us from heaven. And help us to know the exceeding greatness of the power of God in us who believe. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And this is the prayer that the apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And that prayer is still working. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody it's working. Is it working? It's working? Okay, okay. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Yeah. No. Because if we sing that song, I might as well not preach. Um, but I was supposed to do something. Was I supposed to do something? Yeah, why don't you tell, why don't you announce it? Um, good morning. Um, I think 
perhaps the new timers or the first comers didn't have enough time to fill the cards before the offering. So if you could fill the card um, before the end of the service and if you could turn it to the ushers as you go out the door, we'll appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. You have a great speaker voice. Use it for the announcements too. Amen. Um, I need, I'm going to give this opportunity first. Um, I need, if you're a first time guest, um, and I, and you, and you like apples, if you're a first time guest and you like apples, I, I need you to help me out with an illustration. So we're going to, we're going to give the a first time guest an, an opportunity first, who wants to be a part of this, uh, demonstration, uh, part of my sermon. It's a, okay. Okay. So when I call you, oh, 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 no, 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 want to come here because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. So I want you to sit right next to, uh, the birthday girl. Today's her birthday. And, um, you, you two know each other? Oh, okay. Oh, I get two people now. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll make this work. Ooh, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Okay. I know. I know. All right. So, um, let me do this first. We're going to have communion. You first time guests, you're like, what is this? Don't worry, we're going to have some fun. Revelations chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. This is the New Living Translation. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say that they are apostles, but they are not. You have discovered that they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Turn to the person next to you say, and ask and tell them, thank you for not quitting. Amen. Somebody needed to hear that. By virtue of the fact that you're here, you didn't quit. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me 
and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand, that is your influence, from its place among the churches. Anyone with ears must listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. I want to speak to you on the subject revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that is very important, and I really need you to pay attention to what is happening at this moment, because next year we are going into a new year, but we're also going into a new decade, which means that it's a new season. It's a very strategic season. And you and I must be like the daughters or the sons of Issachar who knew what season it is and knew exactly what to do. Um, we had, when I was growing up in PT, we had some people who, um, who were from India. And, uh, uh, and so the, the, the man, he used to go to Eastern Nazarene, his name was uh, Reverend Matthias, Matthew, and his wife, Sarah came from India and flew into Canada in the winter. And she had never seen snow. She had never felt the cold. She was used to 90 and 100 degree weather. Her husband said, I need to bring a coat. I, you need to put on this coat because she went from the plane to the airport and she said she had on, if you know the, the story, she had on that outfit. Sorry. Sorry. And um, he said, you need to put on this out. You need to put on this coat. And she's like, no, I don't need the coat. Well, of course, when she stepped out and encountered her first blast of cold, Needless to say, she grabbed the coat. But the point is, is that when the season shifts, you got to shift with the season or you're going to be left out in the cold. Turn your name and say, he's not talking about you, though. <laughs> it is also interesting that next year is not simply a new year. Next year is not simply a new decade, but next year is called the year 2020, which means that God is doing a new thing and you're going to have to have 2020 vision to see what God is doing so you don't miss what God is doing for you. Amen. Because even when you don't see it, he's working. Amen. And, and so I, I really want to encourage you 
or actually prepare you to make sure that you don't miss what God is doing. I'm not sure if I'm going to get through this whole message because sensing what the Lord is leading Sister Kia to do, I really feel like what God wants to do is to make sure we don't miss what he's doing because he is doing something special. And if, like Pastor Chandler shared last week, was did the Lord really use him last week? Amen. God is preparing our hearts because if your heart is not prepared, you will miss God. Where's that in the scriptures? Well, the, the, the ruling document in the Old Testament was the Ten Commandments. The ruling doctrine in the New Testament is the Beatitudes. The attitudes that should be. And one attitude that Jesus said, he said this words, he said, blessed are the what? Pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you have a hard time seeing God, you need to check your heart. If you're having a hard time seeing God, meaning not, not, not seeing God like I see God, I mean seeing what God is doing, seeing his hand at work, even, even in the midst of hell, you can still see God's hand at work. How do I know? Because David said, yea, though I walk, no, they, th yea, though I'm stuck, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's a dark place, I will fear. Why? Because I see that in the midst of this valley, you're still with me. Mm. You need to understand that if God is for you, who can be against you? Mm. In 2 Kings chapter 6, are you, are you tracking with me? Gehazi, Elijah's servant, comes out and he sees they're surrounded by Assyrian soldiers. He comes back into the cabin and he says, we're done. We're in trouble. We are outnumbered. Elijah comes out and he, see, he sees the same picture, but he sees something different. He looks to his servant and he said, dude, calm down. There's more for us than against us. And Gehazi is looking at him like, Come on, are you crazy? Can't you see? Mm, can't you see the this vast army is against us? And Elijah's looking at him, yeah, but you don't see the vast army for us that's behind them. You can have, oh my, Jack, can I borrow you just for a minute? Thank you, sir. So let's say I'm afraid of Jack. And I'm like, oh, man, no. And 
Jack is threatening me. Jamil, could you stand behind Jack? Now, Jack may think he has the upper hand, and I may be nervous, but when I see Jamil on my side, all of a sudden, my behavior is different. Can I get a witness? Like, what you gonna do about it? Yeah. You see, and, and, and what am I saying? I'm saying that Jack doesn't see who's for me. And right now, the devil is punking you, and you're so, mmm. Give me five. I'll get five. You're so, mm, you're so busy focused on the devil that you don't see your big brother Jesus. That's a word. If you could see who is for you, you would be acting a whole lot differently. Thank you, sir. Now, the point of this is that this book is called the, the revelation of Jesus. What, why this is so important, and I'm, I'm just condensing this to what really needs to be said, is that this book of Revelation is written by the last eyewitness who walked with Jesus. He's the last living apostle. He's the only apostle, I believe, who was not martyred. So you're talking about a man who wrote the Gospel of John. He's the one who laid on Jesus' heart, his chest. He was possibly, uh, he was either in his late teens or early 20s. He was the youngest of, of the 12 apostles. And so, you, so he saw Jesus. Mm, he, he, he walked with Jesus three years. He saw Jesus do the miracles. He saw Jesus die on the cross. He saw Jesus um, um, ascend to heaven. So if anybody knew Jesus, are you with me, folks? If anybody knew Jesus, it was John. And like most of you in college, they say that when you're in college, that is the music you will grow to love for the rest of your life, okay? That's why, you know, at least when, they, when you used to watch TV, I, I remember growing up and they'd be playing these hits from the 60s, well, when I was a child, the 50s, Elvis Presley, and I'm like, who's listening to this stuff? You know, time, life, and they get all the, and I would laugh, and now I hear, the music that I grew up in, on you, you know you're old, you know you're old, when you hear the music that you grew up with on an elevator. Okay, 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 you, you know you're old. And, and, and so my point is, is that during those ages, so, so you know, now when I'm hearing certain songs when I was in college, you're kind of like, yeah, that's my jam. 
okay? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That, that y'all act like you've been saved all your life and all I listen to is Hillsong and Bethel. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fail me. No, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. You know a whole lot more words than you, than you want to confess, but that's all right. We're in church. This is the only church that sang Stevie Wonder's song in the middle of service. I can't, I can't. Uh, so you all didn't realize that song, Happy Birthday, is written by Stevie Wonder. You know, so this, this is not your daddy's Pentecostal church. Very well. Um, anyways, so you get stuck in the music based on where you were as a college student. Are you following me? But, so John, 60, uh, 60 years later, he encounters Jesus again. Now, you would think a guy who walked with Jesus, and those of you who were at the early service, I'm, I'm, I'm going a different way because you need to understand that revival is breaking out even if you don't see it. But you need to get in a place where you can see what God is doing and join him. So you would think a guy who wrote the gospel of John, who wrote, for God so loved the world, that's probably the most quoted scripture that he gave is John 3.16. You would think that a guy who wrote probably more out of all of the Gospels, he probably wrote more about the Holy Spirit than any of the other uh, writers. Here's a guy who probably saw more of church history than anybody. He saw he saw the moves of God. He he this 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 city called Ephesus was it was one one of the strongest churches uh, in 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 the New Testament because Paul spent three years there. You're talking about conference conference you all get oh td jakes and oh you know whoever the whoever the hot guy is now there's a few young guys that are that are hot that are, i could yeah michael todd and all these dudes man could you imagine being for years in a church that had the apostle paul for three years aquila and priscilla you talk about a power couple and then apollo I mean, that church was no joke. So you're talking about a guy who saw the moves of God, and yet now he's, now it's about uh, 60 years later, so it's 95 AD, and he sees Jesus. You would think he would run up to Jesus and say, it's good to see you, Jesus. I'm on this island, Patmos, but instead when he sees Jesus, he falls, he said, I fell down like a dead man. His eyes were full of flames. His tongue was like a two-edged sword. That's not the Jesus he saw 60 years ago. Yet he recognized that it was Jesus. Why? Because he walked in revelation. Mm. Are you hearing me? See, the word revelation means re means back. 
So replay means play it back. Veil, of course, is a covering. And shun, T-I-O-N, means process. Process. So revelation is the process of God Sorry, the process of the veil being pulled back so that you can see what's happening. Are you with me? And so when you remember the Bible, it talks about when Jesus died on the cross, it was a process. Are you following me? He, he, he didn't die instantly. It was a process. When he died, he stayed in hell for, you know, over three days, not like three days, but parts of three days, it was a process. When he, when he rose again and walked the earth for how many days? 40 days. It was a process. And my point is, is that when God gives revelation, when God's moving your life, it is a process. Some of you are looking for magic. It's a process. And you have to be patient with the process. And so when salvation took place, the Bible says that the veil, the veil to the presence of God, and I don't want to get too deep, was ripped from the top down, meaning that the hand of God was the, it was God who initiated the veil being opened so that you can see unseen realities. What do you mean unseen realities? What I'm saying about unseen realities, and I'm almost finished here, because you, you really need to get this. Uh, unseen realities are things that are real even though you can't see them. For example, we are, we are daily walking in an unseen reality that we take for granted. We see the effects of these lights being on because of electricity. But... I don't know what electricity looks like. However, has anybody ever been electrocuted? Right. I, I was electrocuted. I, I remember I was a kid, and back in the day, uh, I know it's hard to believe young people, so I have to explain this to you. Back in the day, uh, there were no remotes. I know it's hard to believe, but there were no remotes for the television. You actually had to get up from the couch and, and, and turn the channel, okay? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, half the audience, okay, praise the Lord. Um, and so what happened, of course, after a lot of flipping, what would happen is that the dial would break. Are you, are you following me? And, 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 and so when the dial broke, all you had was this little knob that came out and you couldn't turn uh, you know, Edwin's the only one who's laughing because that means we're kind of old guys here but you couldn't turn it so what I decided to do I'm 8 years old my parents weren't home what I decided to do was to take some pliers and grab the little thing so I can turn to the how many you know there were only 3 channels back then okay okay okay, okay. We, we, I, in fact when, when Channel 38 and 56, the U.S., I thought I, dis, I, thought I discovered America. <laughs> and, and so I put the, the pliers in, 
and I started turning and I must have hit a live wire and all of a sudden at eight years old I went and, and thank God I was able to let it go. I, I didn't see the electricity but Shunda I felt the effect. My, my body looked like I got hit with the Holy Ghost. And my point is, is that there are unseen realities. The Bible talks about you can even entertain angels and not even be aware of it. And God wants to open our eyes to unseen realities. We call it faith. Walking by, mm, walking by faith and not by sight. So even though my pocket physically says I have no money, my faith says there's money there. But you need a revelation. You need a revelation. And, 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 and so Paul, Paul John, he said, there's a new revelation of Jesus. And my point is that the revelation that you had, you know, we had a few people who, who, who got saved when they were in, you know, when they were children, and now they're in their, look like they're in their, their 20s. The Jesus that you served in Sunday school should not be the same Jesus you now know in college. Come on, folks. How many were raised in church? Anybody raised in church? Remember that song, Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the it, No, it's interesting that no matter where you grew up, everybody seems to know that song. Okay, red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in. Wait a minute, is that still politically correct? <laughs> I don't know if we can sing that song anymore. Okay. Let's, let's start it again. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Now that was a fun song when you were three, four, and five, but now you're a, a grown man or woman. Can't say what I want to say. You 25, 30, and we'll now have the fan into flames, praise team, minister in song and all you grown college degreed masters degree get up there and we're ready to hear you know Waymaker or something and you all get up Jesus loves the little chill we're like whoa whoa what's wrong with you that that's cute for a three and four year older but you 24 30. Are you still wrestling with, freaking out over the same problems? God brought you out of a financial situation when you were 15 and now you're 25 and you're still reacting like he hasn't done anything? 
So when we're talking about unseen realities, when we're talking about revelation, we need to walk in revelation. I'm finished here. And so um, I'm going to let the young lady come for us. And I love these apples. My favorite apple was, this is, a, you know what kind of apple this is? Macintosh? No, no, it's a, actually, what, don't run, don't, it's a uh, Red Delicious. You can tell by the, okay. Um, well, first of all, is that an apple? Yes. All right, what, what's your name, by the way? Sarah. Sarah. You know what Sarah means? Oh, yes, but it doesn't simply mean princess, because the A-H at the end means the Lord's princess. So, getting back to, oh, now I got to treat you differently now. <laughs> Are you sure that's an apple? Looks like one. Ooh, that was good. But are you sure it's an apple? Yes, I'm sure. Very good. Very good. Um, sir. I'm going to give you this. What is it? An apple. Okay, do you know what kind it is? I don't. Okay. This is a, a golden delicious. Okay. So what's your name? Uh, Jules. Jules, okay. Mm. I'll tell you that name later. Um, are you sure this is an apple? Yes. Uh, Sarah, is that an apple? Yes. It can't be an apple. Are you sure? Yes. What makes you sure it's an apple? I know what apples are. <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna ask you, this is, I'm not gonna ask you a deep question. This is very simple. What color is that? Red. Let me ask you a question. What does she hold? An apple. Are you sure? Yes. You're positive? Yes. Okay. What are you holding? An apple. There's something wrong with you people. What color is that? Red. What color is that? Yellow. So how can they be the same? They're made of the same thing. Very good. There are different kinds of apples. There are different kinds of apples. Oh, different kinds of apples, but they're still apples. Okay, very good. Now let me ask you both a question. If you can make room so these people can see. Um, what's under there? You don't know. Why, why don't you know? What, let's ask him. What, what's under there? I'm not sure. You're not sure. How about you? Not sure. You're not sure. Why aren't you sure? Can't see under there. Can't see under there. You can't see what? Can't see under there. Okay. Okay. So, this is a veil that is covering up what's under there. 
Okay. Now I'm going to use my hand to remove the veil. And I guarantee you're going to discover that something good is under there. So, I will let you know that under there is also an apple. Which, which apple would you rather have? <laughs> My point is, is that this is a new kind of apple. And if your eyes are not open to the new kind of apple, you can miss an opportunity. So often God is trying to do a new thing, but you're stuck on, well, it has to be red. It has to be gold. And God says, when he says in Isaiah 43 that I'm doing a new thing, it's not going from a red apple to a gold apple. It's going from a red apple to a a totally different apple. And if you're not open to what God is doing, you're going to miss God. That's why every day you must go before God and say, God, open my eyes. Give me revelation. Because Luke chapter 17, let me let you sit down, but I got, I have to give you something later because I wasn't expecting you to come up, but that's okay. So yeah, you can go back to your friends, but no, before you go back, it pays to come to church, okay? It's a gift card. And I'll hit you up when I get back, Jules. I only spoken 31 minutes, so now give me two more minutes. In fact, stand up to make sure that I give you two minutes. I think this message is different for this, this, this room because the Bible says, this is the last scripture, and Luke 17, verse 20, says this, the kingdom of God does not come through observation. It comes through revelation. That's why you have to spend time daily in prayer and daily in the word of God. Are you hearing me? And when you get before the word of God, this is what made David so such an incredible worshiper and an incredible um, man who, 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 who accomplished much from God, for God. He said in Psalm 119 verse 18, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. In other words, he says, I know the scriptures, I know the word, but there's something new you want to show me. And so I'm asking you to open my eyes. And that's why Paul prayed for this strong, powerful church. I'm praying for you in, first, in the first chapter of Ephesians chapter 1. I'm praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation and the knowledge of him. Let the eyes of the understanding of your heart be enlightened. That's why the writer in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, he says, today, are you hearing me? Today, if you would what? Hear his voice, don't what? Harden your heart. Some of you are saying, why, why, why am I not hearing God? Could it be because you're like the church at Ephesus where he says, you don't love me like you used to? I hear the Lord saying that some of you are actually mad at God. God, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and you didn't answer this prayer. God, why did you allow that to happen? God, why wouldn't this door open and you, you're upset with God? And God is saying, like Pastor Rob said a few weeks ago, you have no idea what I'm protecting you from. As a matter of fact, I hear the Lord say, some of you, I'm protecting you from yourself. You want that person to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, but I stopped it because you had no idea how they were going to ruin your purpose. God, why didn't that job come through? Because that job was not, I, I'm not, I don't give jobs to my children. Oh, Jesus. I don't give jobs to my children. I give them assignments. There has to be a difference between you being in a job and an unbeliever being in a job. And you're mad at God and you're fighting God and, you're, and God is saying, I need you to stay in my presence so I can remove the veil so that you can see what I'm doing and stop reacting to every circumstance that blows in a direction that's different than what you expected. Oh, Jesus. Faith is, I know God will do this. That's not the problem. Many of us have faith in God, but we don't trust God. What is the difference? Faith is what God will do. Trust is how he will do it.